It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on Locked On Wizards, Rob Knox, Associate Athletic Director for Strategic Communications at UNC Greensboro, joins the show to talk Wizards, Mystics, and college athletics. You don't want to miss these details right here on Locked On Wizards. Hi, welcome to Locked On Wizards. I'm your host, Renee Washington, and joining me to get into the Mystics, the Wizards, and college athletics, we've got one of the greatest men of college athletics to this day, dear friend of mine, Associate Athletic Director for Strategic Communications at UNC Greensboro, Rob Knox. Rob, how are you? <laughs> well, I'm doing great after that, that wonderful intro, so I, I, I appreciate that. I, I, you know, I think you're a little extra generous, but, uh, but I'm definitely appreciative. I'm happy to be here, and you know, thank you for the opportunity to uh, you know, for me to come on to share some of my um, passion and knowledge about the Mystics and you know, just talk about college athletics, uh, we're going through and dealing with, and, you know, even the poor, the, the wizards, you know, obviously the, the restart yeah. hasn't been way that many at hope, but I don't think anybody is surprised, um, by, by the restart. Sadly, no, sadly, no. And I, you know, first of all, Congrats to you on your position at UNC Greensboro. I know we were talking before the show, but you have made a change in your career and where you're living and so many things in the last few months, which is a lot, especially in the midst of a pandemic. But I know you're so closely connected to GC sports and college sports. I think it's perfect to have you on to discuss these things. We'll start with the Wizards, since we are okay. on Locked on Wizards. You know, coming, <laughs> coming into this restart, obviously a tall task for them once we heard news around. Bradley Beal opting out, Davis Bertans, John Wall, of course, not being healthy. Here they are with just two games left in the restart, starting with their matchup versus the Bucks Tuesday night. And here they are, winless. Uh, just curious your thoughts on what you've seen from this team. I know you're, you're closely connected to the team in terms of following and joining in on the press conferences and stuff like that. You know, what are your takeaways that you're hearing from this group of young players that's just trying to figure it out, whether they're getting the wins or, in this case, not, trying to figure out so many things on the fly in the restart. Yeah, I think that, you know, I think they're playing hard, um, you know, for, for, for the most part, and they're trying to, they're, they're trying to do some, do some things there. But I think just the, you know, obviously they, they went into the bubble basically with both of their hands tied behind their back. Uh, when you lose, uh, you lose player, players of their caliber that they, that they've lost going in, going into the bubble and they were already, um, five and a half games uh, behind Orlando to begin with. Mm-hmm. Chances were, you know, the chances were real uh, slim slim to start with. I mean, it's great that the NBA, you know, th- this format and the restart has been actually, it's actually been pretty entertaining. Uh, and I'm happy that they said, well, let's do an eight-nine playing game to kind of add more competition and, and, and make it worthwhile to, um, to go into the bubble. But um, I think the, I think the Wizards can be, um, be excited um, for next year. Uh, you know, I know it's like I know that's always always saying that you know just being excited for next year. Type mm-hmm. But 
but I, I think honestly, I, I think overall they, um, they, they can, um, you know, they got some pieces to build around, and you know they'll be back healthy next year. So, um, so I mean, ultimately, you know, I expect them to be, you know, super competitive again next year and be and 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 be near the top of the uh, uh, Southeast Division. You know, as you mentioned, moving forward for next year, that is something that at this point is just a matter of looking forward. They have two games mm-hmm. left. You know, you finish out the restart as strong as you can and prepare to move forward and and to set yourself up to be in the best position to compete. And for the the Wizards specifically, especially for Wizards fans that are right now. Or, or not even just fans, but people in general, basketball fans are saying, what's the point? It's, you know, you're not going to win. Go home. Leave the bubble already. You're an embarrassment. The trolls, I should say, more than anything. You know, what's something that you take away from the six games we've already seen, the three scrimmages we've seen from them that's positive moving forward? Because as we mentioned, this is not really, although they're five and a half games back behind Orlando coming in with a chance to force a play-in game, it's about more than just the playoffs. And in this case, they're don't have a chance of making the playoffs, but this NBA restart for them is about the future. You know, what are some positives that you've taken away from what you've seen from the Wizards, what you've heard from them, you know, moving forward that they can build off of? Well, I mean, you know, yesterday, I mean, against the Thunder um, in, in the last game, I mean, Jerome Robinson, you know, he was he was solid. He had, you know, 19 points coming off the bench, um, providing some bench energy. And, um, you know, again, um, you know, Shabazz Napier, you know, he, he didn't play. So, so again, I think the, the Wizards, you know, that there's some pieces there uh, mm-hmm. moving forward. And I think there's, there's a lot to get excited about um, down in D.C. when it comes to, when it comes to basketball. Uh, you know, I think just overall, you look at the, the Eastern Conference, it's, um, it's, really, it's really changed the last couple of years where now there's a lot of depth. In, in, in the conference with Milwaukee, Toronto, uh, Boston, uh, Indiana. Uh, so, I mean, you know, it's, a, it's, 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 it's tough. And, um, you know, but again, I think the Wizards will, will have the talent to compete um, next year. And I think they'll be able to do some things. So I think, you know, Wizards fans, it's just, uh, just continuing to uh, just monitor these last two games. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, obviously, you want to leave the bubble with at least one win. Um, beating Milwaukee is going to be a a tall task, um, but you know, you just again, you just want to you just want to keep you just want to keep getting better. And then you end, and then unfortunately, you end with the Celtics. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just- <laughs> tall too. Yeah, what a way to end the Bucks and the Celtics to the top teams in the East. <laughs> but you know what? Something that I did see from the Wizards. We first saw them back around Juneteenth, uniting with the Mystics, specifically players like Bradley Beal and Natasha Cloud, who are not with their respective teams, and how outspoken they were. And they've continued that. And at the, you know, during the Wizards broadcast on Sunday, we saw Natasha Cloud from the, from the Mystics actually join in to discuss voter registration. And Bradley Beal's been actively, and John Wall as well, actually been actively speaking on that as well, you know. I'm curious to know your thoughts on the collaboration we've seen. The Wizards may not have gotten a win in the bubble. The Mystics may be on a four-game losing streak. But together, <laughs> these two teams have been collaborating. You have had players collaborate and do some very special things and to use their voice to help be a part of social justice reform. You know, So you know, just curious your thoughts on 
how impactful this really is on the community that they've been advocating for these areas that need changing. And, and I mean, I think, I think you said it best, uh, Renee, I think that the, the best part is, okay, the, you know, the wins and losses, they, I mean, they don't really matter. I mean, they, mm-hmm. both, both teams are winning the game of life right now. They're transforming lives, they're impacting others, they're making a difference, they're speaking up, and they're making people take notice. To me, that's bigger than any uh, victory that you can have on, on the floor. Um, the fact that the Wizards and Mystics have really been um, in the front, uh, on the front lines in D.C. is, like you mentioned, is really special. And, I, you know, I love how these athletes, I'm about to call them student athletes, right? But um, <laughs> I, love how, I love how these athletes are using their platform and showing people they are more than just, you know, dribbling and putting the ball in the basket and, um, and, and entertainers and everything like that. These are, they are real people with real lives, and they understand they have a real impact on others and you know they're going to continue to use their voice and i love it uh you know and, and uh, the, the WNBA, they've they've been you know they, they've been active they've been in the forefront even and you know and even to a lesser degree the nba also did some things in 2016 um with wearing the t-shirts and 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 back when you know lebron with the heat he did the, the the trayvon martin um um hoodie but I, you know again the WNBA, they've always um They've always uh, been in the forefront because, again, I, I heard somebody say said when we talk about the WBA is that um, it's it's a group that's always uh, being attacked, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and it's unfortunate because WBA is some very strong women, um, a, a very great product, um, but you have a segment of our country that dislikes women. Yep. Then you add on top of that, they're black women. And then you add on top of that, um, LBGTQ community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just um, unfortunate um, hate on top of hate on top of hate. And these women, these women are just so, so powerful. And, and I applaud them. And, you know, just taking it a little bit to Natasha Cloud. Uh, she's somebody that, that I've known for, for a long time when she was at St. Joe's mm-hmm. as she first came into the league as a rookie. She has, um, she's awesome. I love her. Uh, I, I am, um, doing everything that you would want, you know, if you held up the model athlete on what they should be doing, right. That she's, she's doing it. And, you know, obviously she's getting attention for it. But trust me, if there were no TV cameras around, if there was um, no social media or anything like that, she would still be on the front lines doing what she's doing. Yeah, Dasha Cloud is, um, is 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 as well as they come. She's as passionate as they come. She's as down to earth as they come. She's a uh, a great person. Uh, you know, I've you know gotten a chance to you know get to know her on many occasions, interview her a few times, and um, so everything that she's doing doesn't surprise me. I've you know obviously I've never. Uh, had a chance to interview Bradley Bill or John Wall, but everything I've read and seen about both of them, um, you know, nothing but high praise for both of them as well. Yeah, I mean, it's it's incredible to see the areas that they're reaching specifically. You know, they for Natasha Cloud, she opted out of the WNBA restart, or not restart, but start, I should say, excuse me, because she wanted to be a part of social justice reform. She wanted to be in the conversation. We've seen her speaking on panels with women's soccer player Sydney LaRue and talking about working with Kyrie Irving and how, you know, they've been working together to help make pay possible for WMA players like yourself that had opted out. She's so active in the community 
community and then feel wall there. These players are, are following up their words with actions. They're not just saying we're opting out to do, to be a part of change. They're doing it. They're showing it. They're being consistent. So coming up, we've got to get more into the 2019 WNBA champs, the Washington mystics and what's been going on in their start to the WNBA season. Just a quick reminder that everyone needs support to make it through their day. Regardless if you're a professional athlete, stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day sitting in that uncomfortable office chair, everyone needs support. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient, easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering all of our listeners 25%, yes, 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com. And use that promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Joining me here on Locked on Wizards, we've got Rob Knox, the one and only Associate Athletic Director for Strategic Communications at UNC Greensboro, man that's involved in so many areas of athletics in the college and professional game. And we talked about the Wizards. Now we've got, into, got to get into one of the other D.C. sports, the Washington Mystics, who started off very strong as one of the only teams to be unbeaten to now being 0-4 in their last games out. But I'm definitely interested to know, Rob, what have you seen from this team? There's been much like the Wizards, but in a different sense, there's been a lot of question marks around them. Once we saw Tina Charles was brought in. Oh, Tina Charles is not going to be in Orlando. Elena Deladon, not going to be in Orlando. Natasha Cloud, you know, so many pieces have changed from last year's team to this year's team. Yeah, it seemed like they haven't missed a beat. They, they, they look, it's a completely different team, but it's still a team that's right there sitting at number two in the conference and a, a team that's looking like a top team in the league even from what we've seen so far, despite being 0-4 in the last four games. So your thoughts on the Mystics so far this season? Yeah, I think the you know, I, I think the Mystics are going to are going to be be that team that's going to um be up and down most of the year. Uh only because um one, you know, the cadet schedule is is, is the cadet schedule is really not good for, for them because they're already uh, down they're already playing shorthanded to begin with. Mm-hmm. So at, at the season that, uh, you know, uh, Hawkins was out for uh, for a few games. And now Ariel Powers didn't play last night. I haven't heard the latest that she's going to play tomorrow night or not. Well, tonight, um, they played Minnesota. I know this week they got Minnesota, L.A., and Vegas. They were a really tough week. But um, there's been so obviously some, some brilliant individual performances. Uh, Maisha Hines-Allen has been uh, been, a, been very good. Um, you know, uh, Ariel uh 
Atkins has has had some big moments. Um, Emma Misaman has had um, she's has scored at least 15 points the last four games for uh, for the Mystics. But Lonnie Mitchell has been um, she's been really quietly consistent uh, for them running the team, uh, hit some shots there there. Uh, so I mean, and again, <coughs> um, the other night Ariel Power scored um, 20 points against the Liberty. So. So they have the pieces. Deanna Hawkins had the double double last night. So I mean, they they have pieces there, and um, you know, I, I just think that um, you know they they don't have the depth that they can you know have a bad stretch during the game. Mm-hmm. So last night against um, Indiana, they didn't play well in the second quarter. You take away the second quarter, you know, you, they won the first quarter, they won the fourth quarter, they tied the uh, third quarter. But, you know, they just couldn't overcome the, the second quarter. So um, the Mystics, they, they've been entertaining this year. And I think, you know, going into, the, going into the season, I mean, you know, no matter who you are, you take away, Latoya said, there's Natasha Cloud, Elena Deladon, yeah. Charles from, from any team. Um, you know, you, you're going to, you know, you, it's, it's, it's not going to be the same team. You know, um, you know Natasha and, and Latoya Sanders are two of the best defensive players in the league. And so you don't have that. Deladon is, you know, she she can, you know, score whenever. And, um, you know, Tina Charles, you know, is a legend. So you you, you just don't have that. So I, th- I think you are going to see moments where, where there's some, some up and down games. I mean, the Chicago game went down to the wire. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they came back. I mean, they started really strong against Vegas. And, um, you know, Vegas eventually – eventually got control of that game. I mean, the Liberty they didn't play well at all in that, in that, in that contest. And that's going to happen. I mean, these teams are playing um, night in, night out. Um, so, you know, that's kind of one of the, that's kind of one of the drawbacks of the uh, condensed WNBA season. But again, it's not just the Mystics that are right. you know, six games in, in 11 days and things like that. So you, so you do have to figure it out, but then you look at how they beat Seattle. You're like, wow, they do have that ability to, to do some things. So I think, you know, you know, 22 games, all you got to do is try to get into the playoffs. And, you know, they, they may not be able to get, you know, they may not end up as one of the top two teams in, in the league. But, you know, you just the only, the only obviously the downside is you're going to have to play extra games to get to where you want to get to this year. But, I mean, it's still a long way to go. And um, they're capable of beating the Lynx, Sparks, and Aces. So, it's, um, we, we shall say it's going to be interesting and a busy week for the Mystics. Oh, yeah, definitely a busy week. And, I mean, as you mentioned, a lot of teams are dealing with some of these same issues. You look at injuries. Who would have thought that the Liberty would be playing without Sabrina Ionescu right now? You know, you look at players that have opted out. It's not just the Mystics that have had players opt out. You look at someone like John Quell Jones, who, who's opted out for Connecticut. You know, there's, there's so many factors that are at play here. I commend the league for at least being able to put together a 22-game season, find a way to come back find a way to at least give these players a safe bubble atmosphere where they can play and still have the ability to hopefully have a full season with a postseason and everything. So, yeah, you know, exactly. I, I, and I would love to know more on your thoughts on what you've been seeing from the WNBA as a whole. They don't have the virtual fans like the NBA, which are very expensive to have anyways. But, <laughs> you know, what are, what are your takeaways from how the league has returned and the, the atmosphere, the coverage of the wobble, you know, all that they've been doing to really, in my opinion, turn a corner for the league. And I think that although there are players missing and across the league, I think this has been a more exciting season for the, for, excuse me, for the WNBA than previous years. It feels like they're trending in the right direction and moving in the right direction. 
I mean, I, I love I love the positive momentum. It's been a really good start to the season. I felt that the the leadership of the WBA really needs to be commended. And again, um, you know, obviously they've made the best of these circumstances. It's it's not ideal for for anybody, you know. And you can just imagine how hard it is for for the WBA players to be in a wobble twenty four seven. Granted, they you know some of them have you know families and things like that with them, which is a blessing. But overall, just to be confined for a long period of time um, is is hard on anybody. So, but I love how the players have adapted. I love how the players have embraced it. I love the social media content that's come out of the wobble because I think a lot of it's been very organic. I think a lot of it's been really great, and I think that um, it's allowed um, fans to really follow them and really identify with everything they're going through and with what they're doing, and ultimately. When you are a fan of a team, you want to feel like that you are a part of it. You want to feel like that you are mm-hmm. there. And you want to feel like that, oh, wow. You know, it's funny because, like, Lexi Brown, a few weeks ago, um, you know, she did a video for Instagram and, you know, she showed everybody their breakfast. I think we all can relate to that breakfast that she showed. Yes. Uh, the French toast and the, and this, this, the pancake syrup and everything like that. Um, a little bit bad news tonight, earlier tonight, um, Kennedy Carter left. Um, um, she had an ankle injury. The, the, obviously, nobody knows mm-hmm. the severity of that. So, you know, you hope it's not um, serious and she could come back immediately because, you know, she was uh, uh, she was providing some excitement and electricity to the league as was Sabrina Inescu. Um, you know, but I think overall the WBA is in, in a really good place. A lot of games are on TV. A lot of games are easily found. I mean, you know, it's funny. Uh, not many people have talked about this, but um, ESPN has had six – well, tonight was night four of six straight nights of a double hit on, on the ESPN family and networks, and they just signed mm-hmm. Twitter today. Um, and then, again, I know I talked earlier about the, the activism piece of it. I think it's just been so um, so inspiring that these women are understand their platform and using it. And it's, and it's funny uh, – well, it's, it's not funny, right, um, from the standpoint of – the Atlanta dream situation with, with their owner. Um, you know, she's, she's been a mess and she's, you know, hopefully she gets out of the league and takes the hint, but you know how awful a person you have to be for the team that you own and the team that you pay show up to a game wearing t-shirts of your, of your opponent. You know, that's like me showing up to my job wearing another school's uh, colors. Yeah. No. So, uh, so, so I, I, I loved the dream for that. I loved the Seattle Storm for that. And, and, and that night, any other um, WBA team that did that, I think that again, these women are really, um, are really serious about bringing justice and, you know, saying her name. You know, um, you know, you, you, I mean, you get the post game notes like I do uh, from these teams, and every. Mm-hmm. A note is say her name. Brianna Tell has been X amount of days since she's been murdered. Uh, last I saw it was like 151. And please arrest the cops that killed Brianna Tell. They had the um, special last week where they talked to Sandra Bland's um, family uh, and, 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 and understood her life and what she stood for. And that just mm-hmm. gave a stronger purpose. So I, I love it. I love where the WBA is right now. And I think that, you know, you know, people, as somebody that's covered the league since 2014, I think that people have to stop looking at the fact that, well, the NBA gets this, the NFL gets this, and this, that, and the other. 
comparing because comparison is the thief of joy. But I think there's enough. There's it can always be more. That's that's with anything. And from where I started in 2014 to where it is now in 2020, WNBA is is definitely trending in the right direction. I tell people all the time. Um, it took the NBA almost uh, 35, 40 years for them to really finally gain traction. I mean, 19. Yeah, that's a great point. 1981 was the 35th anniversary of the NBA, and the finals were still on tape delay. <laughs> right. I mean, I you make so many incredible points, and I could not agree more with the fact that, you know, I, it definitely feels different. You know, the league, the excitement, what people are saying. I even see so many more people that are calling out those trolls on social media that are bad talking the league, or players are unapologetically them. No more of like feeling like you have to hide behind the fact that you're an athlete or anything like that. You can openly speak up on what you feel, what you think. A lot of press conferences in the NBA and WNBA have been also asking questions and answering questions around social justice reform. You know, reporters have been asking, players have been answering, and, and we're not shying away anymore from having those discussions and, and even the conversation we're having right now. You know, we're seeing yeah. that change. And I do think the NBA, the WNBA, they got it right. And exactly. have been able to find a way to not only successfully and safely return, but to be and make an impact in how they return. So we have to get into college athletics, though, because they're not looking like they're going to return. And I'm curious to know your thoughts. So coming up, we'll talk college sports with you here on Locked on Wizards. Sports are back. I know you, much like me, have been waiting since March for the return of our favorite sports. And now that they're here, I've got only one thing on my mind, my bookie. It's a home run, slam dunk, triple overtime, game-winning shot, all wrapped up in one. I love it, you love it, and that should be all you need to hear in order to start betting today. Well, my bookie has up-to-the-minute odds on all your favorite teams, and with the start of Major League Baseball, there's never been a better time to start playing. With my bookie, it's easy. You bet, you win, they pay. Feeling good about your team's chances this year? Well, be sure to check out my bookie's World Series future bets. Nothing shows how much you believe in your squad like betting on them this early in the season. But why stop with baseball? Smart bettors are always looking towards the future. Baseball, basketball, hockey, football. My bookie's already accepting bets on all your favorite NBA, NHL, and NFL games. And there's never been a better time to start exploring the world of online sports betting. So if you join today, my bookie will match your deposit 100%. Plus, they'll toss you a free $10 Major League Baseball future wager. All you got to do is enter promo code LOCKEDONNBA when you sign up. Remember, at MyBookie, the terms are simple. You bet, you win, and they pay. So it's MyBOOKIE and enter that promo code LOCKEDONNBA when you sign up. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. 
Sometimes you and I need that kind of support too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Locked on Wizards to get to do all things DC and college sports. Associate Athletic Director for Strategic Communications at UNC Greensboro, the man, the myth, the legend, Rob Knox. Now, Rob, we talked about the Mystics. We've talked about the Wizards. It's only right that we now get into college athletics, especially around news that college football may not happen. I know for me, the Ivy League, which is a, a conference I work in with ESPN, had made this, a decision a while back that they're not going to have their fall sports. Smaller sports have already been canceled. The big question mark was around college football. People are up in arms because they're heartbroken. And how could you cancel college football when we all look forward to? I've seen tweets and posts, America needs college football. What does America need, Rob? Talk to me about should college football happen with COVID numbers still so high and constantly increasing? And I feel like I'm leading you to an answer right now. But what do you really think should happen with college football? Well, the, the problem is, and before I get my answer, the, 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 one of the biggest issues right now is nobody really knows the, uh, the long-term impact of COVID. Bingo. Um, I like that. There's, there's one, one that there's, there's no vaccine for one. Two, um, it impacts people differently. So, you know, you may have it. And you may, you know, have issues, you know, breathing for a long period of time. And now I'm re- read something today where, um, where it could lead to so, some heart complications or some issues with your heart or around the heart. Um, so, again, nobody knows. So, um, you know, so I, I, think the, I think the biggest thing with, with college football and, and student athletes is, I mean, you, you know, as an athletic administrator, the, the goal was to provide a, a safe environment where, um, where people can compete and, um, and play the game that they've enjoyed most of their lives and train for and, and everything like that. So, I mean, you, you're heartbroken that, you know, the, that it can't happen, that it may not happen this year. But I think that, you know, if, if if you guy if you go by your core values of of, of what you believe and what you stand for, mm-hmm. uh, the decision I think the decision does become a little easier to um, to not play football. And you know, I'm not I'm not here to say that's the right decision or the wrong decision because um, I think every school is different. I think every situation is different. Um, I just know for me, um, I think you know I think we're better off not playing football this year. Um, obviously, you know, at USC Greensboro, we don't have to worry about making this decision <laughs> like that because we don't sponsor football. Right. Um, but, you know, schools in our conference do. Uh, but um, I think with the NCAA guidelines that have come out, uh, mandates, I- I'm going to call them mandates because <clears throat> they, this is what they want every, if anybody's going to um, – participate in sports this fall. This is what you have to do. This is the type of testing you have to do and how frequent you have to do it. Oh, wow. Um, then it becomes, it, it, it does become um, a money issue for, you know, schools, especially at our level, um, where you're looking at, um, you know, uh, six, you know, six figures testing for 17 sports, um, you know, which is, 
which is a challenge for, again, schools at our level, as a challenge for anybody. And uh, I mean, this financial crisis is, is real. Um, it has, you know, I think one good thing about this pandemic and working from home and um, being efficient has made you think about how you do things and, and what we do. How can we be efficient? Because I mean, the work is still being getting done, right? So people have been able, people demonstrate that they can work from home. They can, you know, mm-hmm. be, look, everybody's been on Zoom meetings. So people realize that you don't really, you know, you like the, in, you like the in, in-person meetings because you like to see people and all that good stuff. But, you know, things have been accomplished over, over Zoom. Um, so I think to, to answer your question, um, I don't think America needs college football. I think what we need is, you know, people being healthy and, and people being safe. And, and, you know, as an athletic administrator, no matter, regardless of who I am, I mean, you know, I think we're always going to prioritize, uh, the health and safety of our uh, student athletes above anything else. Um, again, that's one of our, one of our core values that, um, at UNC Greensboro is student athlete well-being and yes. you know you know I, I couldn't consciously see us putting our student athletes in a position where they could um, where they they could be impacted and, and it's hard because again um, what one school does another school may not do and vice versa so mm-hmm. dealing with state you're dealing with state mandates and things of that nature i mean our conference we have schools in south carolina we have schools in tennessee we have school one school in georgia and one school in right. alabama so you know <laughs> you yeah know. like how do you even bubble how do you how does travel work like there's so many yeah. factors that go into play there that doesn't make it as simple as you know, we can do A, B, and C and be fine. I think that's the biggest concern for me is looking at sports that are not bubbling, like Major League Baseball, where they have the teams traveling from one city to the next. It's, it's, it's terrible. It's not working yeah. well at all. And these are professional athletes that have different access and, and have um, you know, different backing. They're at least being paid to do it. You're now having college athletes who the responsibility really is on the school, not getting paid to do it, that are putting their life in jeopardy. Because as you mentioned, we don't know the long-term consequences and how it's going to affect people. We have no idea, you know, how much, you know, we know it's allegedly it stays in your system. You never fully recover from it. We don't know what types of, you know, response people will have. And if someone, God forbid, was to get so terribly sick to the point that they, you know, not pass away or get to that that point because they're of what playing trying to play football is it really worth it and you know i you always have to wonder is the risk worth what you're hoping to attain which is to have football you know is it worth everyone's lives for it the juxtaposition is football basically you know fuels a lot of athletic departments so you know you've seen stories where schools say they're going to lose you know hundreds of millions of dollars you know that's unfortunately that's 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 a real thing right you know, you kind of you kind of build your budget mm-hmm. around 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 some of that, but um, and then you know, there's been this you know talk of you know well, you know student athletes are you know you're forcing student athletes back and this that and other and you know so I mean it's it's unfortunate because you got stuff on both sides. You know, I think overall, I think student athletes want to play. Student athletes they want to be out. You know, they want to compete. They've trained all their lives. They are really they're heartbroken that they. Have a you know you saw how it impacted yeah. spring sport athletes and now the fall sport athletes. I mean, I didn't think personally, I didn't think we would get to the point where we wouldn't be playing sports in the fall. Uh, honest with you, um, mm-hmm. but uh, it's it's 
it's hard. I mean, I, I, you know, I feel, I mean, our conference as of today, um, we're still playing fall sports as of today. Um, that's, you know, Monday night <laughs> could change. Uh, yeah. It, it, it could change exactly, by Tuesday. But, you, know, <laughs> um, you know, I think a lot of us, you know, see, you know, kind of see the writing on the wall, kind of see where things are trending and, you know, some dominoes have started to fall. Uh, I'm heartbroken for for every student athlete at Division One, Two, Three, NAIA, mm-hmm. JUCO that will not have a fall sports season because it's, it is unfortunate. Uh, I think there's a lesson. I think there's a you know obviously a, a life lesson to to be learned um, for all this is yeah you know you, you can be sad and um, you know but how do you bounce back? I mean sports is about bouncing back and being resilient and showing grit and showing determination. And I think there's no better time now for everybody, including athletic administrators, because it's hard for us too, um, to, to be there for our student athletes, to um, help them morale, to, um, to uplift them and encourage and support them. Yes. So Rob, thank you so much for joining us. It's great to hear your insight and perspective, especially having a background in college athletics as well as covering DC sports so closely for, for so many years. So I thank you for joining us here. Where can people follow you to keep up with your content and coverage that you're doing? Oh, y'all might want to follow me on Twitter. Twitter, hopefully for that you get, you get vouched for my, for my <laughs> Twitter feed, but uh, you know, my, my Twitter is uh, at Knox Rob one. So that's at K N O X R O B one. Um, I'm on Instagram, Rob from Chester PA. Um, and I'm also on LinkedIn, um, is, is, is Rob Knox. So I definitely would love to connect. I'm team follow back. Uh, so Renee, I appreciate you. Um, this was a phenomenal, um, opportunity and, and, and conversation and, you know, um, yeah, let's just, you know, let's continue to, um, do what we can, let's do our part. Let's control what we can control. I know I sound like a football coach, right? Control, control, uh, as it comes to this <laughs> virus. So just want everybody to be safe. Be smart. Please wear a mask. Please wash your hands. And please keep a safe distance. You know, I think we could commit to doing those things. Um, come November and December, we could be talking about the start of college basketball. And if you guys can't already tell from Rob, he's very inspirational, motivational. So also a reason to follow him. He has You have some great intellectually thought-provoking posts that you really put out. So I appreciate you for joining us. And for everybody listening, the Mystics take on the Lynx Tuesday night at 9 p.m. And the Wizards play the Bucks Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. So DC Sports in action. And be sure to tune in each and every day right here on the Locked On Podcast Network for another edition of Locked On Wizards. Hit that subscribe button to follow the show. I'm your host, Renee Washington. I hope you guys have a good one. Let's go DC Sports, get some wins, and Washington out. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.